Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Hi, this is Serious Wellness. My name is Anya Bahati, and I'm the host of this program, Serious Wellness. I'm a wellness practitioner. I practice uh, holistic nutrition as well as an advanced life coach. I do life coaching, and I'm also an ordained minister, among other things. And so um, with this, I have several sites. But the site that I have on, this is a wellness site. I haven't been on in a while. I haven't been on since January. And um, so uh, what I'm going to talk about tonight, we were talking we were talking about your mind and how important the mind is and your heart matters and things of the heart. So now I want to give you a little bit of nutrition. I want to talk to you about nutrition. And I really want to talk to you about, I think I want to talk to you about something that we all uh, we may be doing this, but we may may not be aware of the fact that we're really doing this, and it's about protein. I want to talk about the importance of protein and protein in our diet and uh, what a lot of people don't really understand about protein because, you know, I, I'm a student and I go to school continuously because I like to learn. I like to learn about uh, the things that, that I'm talking about and the things that I'm telling you. So I don't want to tell you anything that's wrong. I need to study about it for myself first before I give it to you. But I want to tell you one thing for sure, and uh, this is one thing that um, I think a lot of us may be eating way too much protein. A lot of people, and uh, the protein sources, I'm going to give you some protein sources and uh, just tell you a little bit about what protein really is and what protein does for the body. A lot of people think that protein is your energy for the body, but that's really not true. Uh, we get our energy from carbohydrates. Uh, so, but protein is important for us to have our protein. Protein is really, really good, especially for athletes and for people that live a very active physical lifestyle. And for those that are sedentary, you might want to really uh, decrease your protein intake. Uh, a lot of times, you know, people will have what's called edema. You have swelling of the feet, and you think that maybe you, oh, I'm not drinking enough water, or that uh, you don't have enough water in your system, and that's really not true. That's just basically saying that you, you're having some issues with your kidneys because the protein is affecting your kidneys. Well, did you know that um, too much protein is not healthy for the body? But also, um, so what, what proteins do basically is just a, a large complex molecule, and it's found in the cells of, of all living things. So protein is in all living things. And basically, we really use protein like for muscle mass, um, and it's very critical for, you know, the tissues of the human body. It's basically for your bones, for your blood, and for your skin. So that's what protein, that's, those are the three main things that protein is really, really effective for. So, what, you know, the difference between proteins and carbohydrates, so a lot of times people, we get that mixed up. So what's the difference? Uh, you know, protein is, is uh, really a micronutrient. And then we have to have our carbohydrates and we have to have our lipids. Uh, you know, protein is found in, in, in many different foods, plus it's also found in our body. And, it, and it's, we're also able to synthesize uh, protein. But the difference between the protein and carbohydrates, protein is based basically a lot on our genetics, our DNA. And uh, so it really gets its instructions from the uh, genetic DNA. And I don't want to go into too much detail about that right now. And I really want to break that down because basically I'd really like for you to take some of the workshops that I have and I could show you the breakdown of the proteins and, like, your amino acid structure. And then, But one thing I do want to talk about with the, uh, as far as proteins, you know, our body, we have um, nine essential amino acids. And we have essential amino acids and then we have non-essential amino acids. Well, essential amino acids are acids that can be consumed in the diet. We have to get that in the diet. We can't get that just from um, from our body. It does not manufacture it. Our body manufactures non-essential 
amino acids, but we have to have get essential amino acids from foods that we eat. And so um, the reason I want to talk to you about um, protein is because I have found out that I eat way too much protein. And I was like, surprised. With me being a nutritionist and all, you would think that I would have known that. But, you know, we don't know everything. And so as we learn and as we, we learn certain things, we find out that um, protein uh, is not good for you in, in, in excess, you know. Uh, and so one thing I do know is that um, the reason that we need, you know, we just don't, you know, we don't have enough energy that's available to us. And so the body uses protein as an energy source, but it limits the availability of, of, of the function. It limits it. So protein is good for a, a, a it can it can be considered a energy source. But basically, you get our we get our energy source from carbohydrates. So I want you to understand. And a lot of people think that we get our main energy source from protein, and that's really not true. And so you know, um, uh, protein it, it contributes to cell growth, repair, and maintenance. And so um, that's what we really need protein for. You know, when the protein is broken down with the amino acids, you know, they, they recycle into new proteins. And think about uh, the new proteins that's needed to allow for the, uh, you know, for a baby actually to, to be born and to develop and grow. So we need that. And then we have, you know, it says that like a newborn baby has more than 10 trillion body cells. Wow. And even in adult, you know, our cells are continuously turning over. So we just know they're being damaged and they're being worn out. And so uh, they're being broken down. And, uh, and then so basically, but they are also being used uh, to create new cells. And then especially for our blood, because, red, you know, our red blood cells only live three or four months. And then they're replaced by new cells, you know, that's produced from the bone marrow. It comes from the bone marrow. So uh, that's protein, you know, is very important. And so the thing of it is we don't want to uh, over overdo this protein thing. And, um, for instance, I, we were saying that, um, you know, like we, we can have like a edema. Edema is just, a, just a, a serious disorder in which the fluid builds up in the tissue spaces of the body. And it causes fluid imbalances and it's swollen appearances. Like we're swollen. One day you can look down and look down, and then you know you look at your, your foot, and it's like, wow, you know, uh, it looks fine. And then the next morning you wake up and it's swollen. You know, your ankles are swollen and everything. You wonder, you say, oh wow, I probably didn't drink enough enough um, didn't drink enough water, but that's not true. I just said you you having the fluid buildup is because of the, the kidneys are being affected because there may be too much of protein in the body at the time. And so um, we have to really be careful about how what the amount of protein that we take in the body. And, our, you know, our, our, the pH level in our body is supposed to be like a, um, a, a percentage, which is a percentage of hydrogen. Uh, it's supposed to be maybe 7%. No, you don't want it to be no more than 7% because too much of anything is not good for you. And so you want it to be at 7%. And so really um, protein is a good, excellent, it's a buffer. And it helps you maintain, the protein helps maintain that, that uh, acid balance, that pH balance in your body. It helps main, maintain that. And so we, we, want, we need protein, but we don't need too much of it, okay? And so um, I want to give you a formula to tell you how to determine how much protein you need in your body, and how do you calculate your protein needs? First of all, let's just look. We're just going to say, for instance, if you weigh about two, say if you're a male or female, you weigh about 200 pounds, then uh, you're going to have to you're going to have to convert that to kilograms. In order to do that, you're going to have to say 200. You take your the, what you weigh, whatever you weigh at that moment at the time. If you weigh 180 pounds, if you weigh 200 pounds, 140, 130, you take whatever you weigh and you divide it by 2.2, divided by 2.2. Okay, then once you divide that by 2.2, you're going to, okay, now the human body, okay, well, you say how much a recommended protein intake for a, a sedentary adult is point, 0 0.8 kilograms per body weight, per body weight. Okay, so it, it varies. Now, if you are very, um, for an athlete or somebody that's, that's very, um, Athletic, you are allowed to have a little bit more protein because the body is going to use that protein up. But basically, the standard 
calculation for determining your protein need is. So, say for instance, if you divide 200 by 2.2, you're going to get 91 kilograms. Now you're going to take 91 kilograms and you're going to multiply 91 kilograms by 0.8 kilograms, which is going to give you 72.2 grams of protein per day. That's what you need. Now, if you are an athlete, you need you may gonna need a little bit more than so you're gonna instead of doing zero point eight, you're gonna do like one 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 point zero, like one kilogram of fat per day. And so if you do ninety one multiplied by one point zero, you're gonna get ninety one grams of protein per day. That is what about the basic amount of protein you're gonna need. And so even if you're very, very active, so you may even have to have more protein. You don't want to go, you may go 1.7, and that's going to give you 154.7 grams of protein per day. Now, you might say that might be too much of protein, but it's not too much of protein for you that are very, very active. But if you're sedentary, if you're not very active, you don't need that amount, that much protein. So really watch your consumption of protein. Now, if you take in too much dietary protein, it can be harmful to you. It it increases health risk. The three health conditions that are really, really important and people really don't think about it, the number one health condition that too much protein causes heart disease. When you have a high intake of protein, you're going to have a high blood cholesterol. And it's due to the saturated fat in the animal products that you're using because, you know, you get protein from animal from animal product, from animal fat. Okay? So if you're getting a, a, a protein, that much of protein, you know, in your blood, that's why your blood cholesterol levels are being elevated and therefore giving you a risk for heart disease. Now you're susceptible to heart disease. And so in order to determine how much, you know, uh, cholesterol you have in your body, you, the, the doctor's going to have to do a, a blood lipid profile on you to determine how much. And we really want to watch that because you really need to reduce, you know, also um, you want to get healthy, healthy blood lipids. You want to reduce your blood pressure, and you definitely want to reduce the risk for cardiovascular disease. And so in order to do that, you know, you, what we need, you need to do, okay, so what do you need to do? So you say, okay, Anya, I thought that, okay, for me, I eat a whole lot of chicken. I eat too much chicken. Actually, my instructor laughed at me and said, you know, as much chicken as I eat, she goes, I don't see feathers growing on you, but I know that I should have feathers all over me because I eat chicken. I could eat chicken every day, to be honest with you. I mean, it's just like on a, a Forrest Gump, you know, that shrimp, gumbo shrimp. I could be shrimp, chicken, gumbo, fried chicken, baked chicken, boiled chicken, you know, uh, barbecue chicken, you name it. Any kind, as long as it's not raw, I could eat chicken, I mean, all day, every day, different parts of the chicken, and I like different parts of the chicken for different reasons, to cook different dishes with it. So I do eat a lot of protein because I felt that the protein was giving me the energy that I need, and not knowing that this protein is I do have high cholesterol, doing other things that I know that I'm supposed to be lowering my cholesterol, but yet and still my cholesterol is getting higher. I still have a lot of body fat on me, and I know that I shouldn't be having that because of the things that I'm doing. So um, what I what I have determined is that I have to do a high carbohydrate, low to moderate protein in order to significantly uh, decrease my health width, in order to significantly decrease my body weight. Okay, so what we need to do in um, – so basically, you know, they're saying that the optimal amount and source of protein to reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease is really not known, you know. And so basically what we're saying is that we just, they're just partially uh, encouraging a refined, uh, replacing refined carbohydrate, carbohydrate foods in the diet with protein sources that are low in saturated fat. Now, if you want to, like, a, like for instance, I love fried chicken, so when I cook fried chicken, I don't eat it that often, but when I do, I will normally cook my fried chicken in coconut oil. You're saying, ooh, wow, that sounds gross. Yeah, it may sound gross, but you know what? You can't judge things by the way it sounds or by the way you think it looks because everything, because it looks a certain way and sounds a certain way, doesn't mean that that's the actual outcome of that because I'm really going to tell you, you can't tell the difference of you fry your chicken in coconut oil, the difference, and besides that, coconut oil is a high-heat oil, and it does not, and then, and when you know the, the components of coconut oil, how coconut oil is structured, 
you will understand why I'm saying, you know, because, they, you know, you have your long chain, your short chain uh, type of uh, oils. And so one type, saturated, unsaturated, polyunsaturated, those type of things, when you get into that and you start understanding the structure of these particular oils, then you'll understand why I'm encouraging you to use coconut oil as a as a uh, oil base. Uh, but, you know, of course, you're, you're going to have your oils also for your omega-3 and 6 fatty acids. Fatty oils, not fatty acids, but your fatty oils. But you want to, you know, I co- incorporate coconut oil into my daily routine every day from the point of waking in the morning to taking a teaspoon in the morning when I get up. I use it for my hair. I use it um, for my skin, to you know, for my body. I want to put as much coconut oil in me as I possibly can because I'm really trying to reduce the risk for heart disease. And also, uh, that was the first potential health uh, increase uh, risk that we talked about in regards to protein. High protein intake causes high blood cholesterol. Number two, high protein intake in blood loss. Did you know that if you have a high-protein diet, it, it could lead to blood loss? So a lot of people that are, you're having, like, um, you know, going to get your bone density test and, and you're seeing that you're thinking that, oh, that you're suffering from arthritis and from you having a bone density, bone loss, you're not really understanding where it's coming from because you have too much protein in your diet and you need to reduce that uh, protein in your diet because the animal products contains more of the sulfuric amino acids. Okay, and these amino acids makes the blood more acidity, makes the blood say, you know, alkalizing and acidity. It makes the blood more acidity. And then calcium is power, it's pulled. So now you got to have the calcium has to be pulled from the bones to buffer these acids. So you have this acid that's just, but if you have, if your body is in an alkalizing situation, then you don't have to have that issue. But then if you, you're not eating properly, you don't have proper nutrients and proper nutrition, now you, 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 you're dealing with, you're on dangerous ground, really. You're really on dangerous ground. So you have to, now you're trying to balance that amino acids from the blood uh, in your body because you have more acid. So the calcium is, is being pulled from the, from the bones, and we know that we need the calcium to keep our bones healthy uh, to buffer these acids. But even eating too much of protein can increase your uh, excretion of calcium. So, you know, a lot of times people say things, and it, 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 it's, you know, it's not saying that uh, everything that I say is because, you know, everybody, a lot of people write books, and these are things that's coming from books that I've written and books that I've read and from personal experiences. And so uh, everything is not just all in black and white on 100%, but, but basically when I, I'm telling you some things, it's, you know, I have researched it, and I have personal experience of it. I don't have an experience of uh, bone loss. Well, I don't think that I do so far. I've been tested. I haven't. But, but because I do have a high-protein uh, intake in my body, because like I say, I've been eating way too much protein, way too much chicken, and I need to, I'm going to start balancing that out. And for you that, that have weight issues and weight problems, I'm going to tell you right now, if you would just follow these simple instructions that I'm giving you and just the tips, the simple tips that I'm, like I said, the simple lifestyle changes, simple tips that I'm giving you, simple methods of changing uh, your life and changing your your diet, uh, believe me, it will be very beneficial for you. I'm not just telling you these things because, you know, I'm trying to get your business. I want you as a client because that's not the issue or the purpose. I'm not soliciting you as a client. I'm just giving you some information. So on this side, I'm not even soliciting clients. I'm just giving you some information for some of you that may never be have opportunity to meet me. You may never be able to have opportunity to uh, come to my clinic uh, to, to have a consultation with me. So this is something that you can just use uh, on your own personal time, and you can use this for your own personal information, and then you can do research for yourself. As I always say, you know, something that you don't understand and you don't believe, then search it for yourself. You know, and so basically if you were just Googling uh, dietary protein, can it be, be harmful, the harmful effects of a dietary protein? So that's number two. Number one was uh, high protein intake, increasing your blood cholesterol, increasing you to have the opportunity and the chance of um, heart disease, a high risk of heart disease. Number two, that's high protein intake and blood loss. A uh, uh, high protein diet can lead... To blood to bone loss. 
and the one that's the most important, and they're all important. But this one right here, I find that a lot of, especially African Americans and Hispanic people, are, are on this this kidney dialysis, and they're wondering where it came from. How did I end up on kidney dialysis? High protein intake and kidney disease. Uh, a high protein intake uh, it is kidney disease. It increases a high protein. I'm just going to read this for you. It says a high protein diet can increase the risk of acquiring kidney disease in people who are susceptible. People with diabetes have a high rate of kidney disease and may benefit from a low protein diet. That's the information that I've been wanting to give to you out of everything that I'm saying. This is especially for my diabetic friends. You that are eating a whole lot of chicken, you're not eating a lot of a good balance of, of carbohydrates, and you're thinking, oh, I need a low-carbohydrate, high-protein diet, you have it backwards. You need to turn that thing around and have a high, or you're saying, well, protein, uh, carbohydrates is going to make me have sugar, it's going to make my sugar go up. No, it will not. Uh, because if you eat in a, eat in a, um, adequate, adequate proportions, it will not only will it stabilize your blood sugar, but you will find that you will be feeling much better. You will find, and I'm going to give you something else, and you, and I don't request that you just cold turkey go off, but I'm going to tell you something about metformin. I was on metformin. I no longer use metformin. I control my blood sugar uh, levels uh, with natural herbs and spices, I basically take a teaspoon of cinnamon. I take a half a teaspoon of turmeric. I mix it in like a coffee cup, just a small amount of water, mix it up and make a paste, and then I'll take uh, cashew milk, and uh, I call it liquid gold. I'll take the cashew milk, and I'll mix it up and make a full cup of this this, this drink, and I'll drink that twice a day. Uh, that for sure I know is a, it will balance your, your blood sugar levels because it has balanced mine. I, uh, my blood sugar level was 180 one morning, and you know how you could feel for you to have diabetes, uh, you know, the headache, uh, the disorientation, the nausea, uh, the blurred of vision, can't see good. And I just, you know, I, I started reading. I was having so many side effects from from taking metformin. I was having excessive, especially at nighttime, I was I thought I had restless leg syndrome. I shouldn't have had it because I know that I, I, the things, you know, I'm walking, I'm doing the things that are necessary to facilitate my health. So why am I dealing with all these, these side effects? I was going to the emergency room, and the, if people were telling me that they couldn't, they were doing all kind of blood work on me because I do have a blood um, disorder of a protein S and a protein C blood deficiency, which has also been controlled by uh, natural spices and herbs. I no longer have to take Levinox, which is costing me $5,000 a month. I don't have to take that anymore. I went to my uh, hematologist, which is Dr. Henry Lee, world-famous hematologist, and uh, he is he is my uh, hematologist, so you know he's not going to play with my health. You know, and so I only go to the best of doctors when I do have to go to a doctor. So when I went to him, uh, this has been, well, this is going on my second year now where I have not had to take a um uh, blood thinning medication. I don't even remember the last time I was even admitted into the hospital because I was I had three heart attacks, three pulmonary embolism because my blood was clotting and I was having MPEs and heart attacks because of it. So I know for a fact it's life saving for me. I don't used to be worried all the time about where I was going to get another blood clot if I was going to get it. I don't even worry. that doesn't even bother me. It doesn't phase me anymore. I don't even think about it anymore. I'm, my mindset is at the, in the same mindset it was before I ever knew that I had the disorder, before I ever had a, a, a blood clot that even caused me to have a heart attack or caused me to have a PE because I know when I go to the doctor and they check my blood levels and my blood sugar levels, they're all normal. Well, one morning I woke up and I was feeling really, really bad, and I just got the um, information from the metformin because I had been to the hospital and they you know my ch- I was having uh, chest pain, I was having shortness of breath, I was having excruciating stomach pains. Uh, I mean, excruciating stomach pains, like somebody was just stabbing me with a sharp knife and cutting me in my back. I was having the same pain in, in my my uh, kidney area, in my my back area, and I was just miserable. Uh, I was having edema, lots of swelling uh, of my of my ankle and feet, and uh, I'm I just I was I felt depressed, 
I was just not feeling well at all, feeling very uh, very ill. And so I just started reading the side effects of this medication that I was taking. It was like, wow, every side effect that I'm having, is this is a side effect of metformin. So I made it up in my mind. I went to my uh, endocrinologist. So he took me off of metformin. He wanted to put me on something else that was even more dangerous than metformin. So I just told him, no, I'm not going to take any other medication that you're prescribing for me. Of course, he got a little upset about that, which at the point I didn't care because, you know, I felt like this, you know, it's my body, not yours. I have to take control of my health. All you're trying to do is make money from the pharmaceutical companies and for yourself, and you're not really listening to me, and you're not really concerned about my health. I just need you to work with me just to take my lab work to make sure that what I'm doing is, is, is proper, make sure that what I'm doing, that the lab work that that I'm, the lab that my lab is coming back normal. Well, he didn't want to agree with that, so I ended up having to find another endocrinologist that wants to work with me, uh, because like I say, I'm a, a natural, I'm a wellness practitioner, but I don't do my own um, my own lab work. I allow my doctors, my primary care physician, I and the specialist that I'm um, assigned to to do that for me. And so um, I just started. Um, I just started taking my own. Um, I just, like I said, I I just started taking taking my own health in control, controlling my own health, and I realized that um, I realized that I was feeling better, and I started I was looking better, and so um, I just um, decided that one day that I was going to just try this. I just took a teaspoon of cinnamon, a half a teaspoon of turmeric, and I mixed it in cold cashew milk, and I drank it. Like I said, when I initially took my blood sugar, it was like 185, probably about 187. That morning, I, I was feeling really bad that morning, and I laid down for a while, because that's all I could do, to be honest with you. I couldn't do anything else. About 30 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes later, I started feeling a whole lot better. I could see better. And so... I went and I took my blood sugar again. I, I waited for about an hour. My blood sugar had dropped all the way down to like, um, I believe it was like 78, almost 80. So it was getting almost a little too low, you know, because you don't want your blood sugar to get too low. It's just as bad as if it's if it's too high. So I know, and it stayed that way. And so <clears throat> later on that night, I just took another, I know I, I just kind of decreased the uh, amount of it. And so that uh, I wouldn't uh, overdo it, you know, and, drop my blood sugar too low, but that's how I have maintained my blood sugar levels and uh, also kept, you know, with the cinnamon, I use the cinnamon and also use the uh, turmeric in order to uh, keep my blood um, from clotting, so it, it keeps my blood from clotting, and I'm doing very well with that. Uh, now I want to tell you um, uh, protein, the, the amount of protein, uh, we've been talking about chicken, poultry, if you have a chicken breast, and I'm, chicken breast is really not my favorite part, but we're just going to use this for the sake of the conversation that we're having on today. Chicken breast, a broil with no skin on it, the bone is removed from it, just a chicken breast that's been broiled, half a chicken breast, that's 27, that will give you 27 grams of protein. So if you're a person that likes to eat a lot and you're eating two chicken, chicken breasts, you're getting uh, 54, that's 54 grams of protein just in the one setting of, if you get two two chicken breasts. If you get one chicken breast, that's 27 grams of protein. That's a lot of protein. You don't, that's like, you don't really need that much protein in your body. Remember what we, okay, well you do, but 54 grams is way too much. Now, say like a few, and uh, we, we get protein from many sources. Okay, the regular sources, the normal sources that we think that we get protein from is from meat, which is true. You get protein from beef. Uh, you, get, you can get it from poultry, from seafood, from pork, from dairy. And we most people think, well, they get the protein from dairy. Yeah, you, you do get protein from dairy, uh, from soy product. You can get it from beans, uh, you know, refried beans, kidney beans. Uh, black beans, I love black beans, so actually black beans give you the most uh, percentage of protein, which is 7.6% of protein per serving of black beans. 
uh, nuts, peanuts, uh, peanut butter, almonds. Uh, one ounce of almond, almonds will give you six po- grams of protein or peanuts, dry roasted peanuts will give you 6.7 grams. So if you're eating all this during the daytime and you start adding that up, you realize that you quickly have came to um, came to uh, uh, your protein, um, the amount that you need and that you could easily over- exceed the amount of protein that you actually needed. Now you're, you're instead of helping your body, you're causing your body to have damage. So you really want to be careful about what you're eating and how you're eating the things that you're eating. Cereal, grains and bread, uh, that in, like Cheerios. I do like Cheerios sometimes. If you just one cup of Cheerios, it's just three, three grams of protein. Most people, they brown rice, cooked brown rice. One cup is five grams of protein. Oatmeal, the quick kind of little packets that you use, one packet of that, you can get 6.6 grams of protein from that. Vegetables, a lot of people didn't, you don't, may not know, but you, you know, you get protein in carrots, raw carrots, uh, raw uh, chopped broccoli is 2.6 grams. Collard cooked greens from frozen, one cup is five grams uh, of protein. Raw spinach is 0.9 grams of protein. Those are just um, some of the ways in which you could get get your protein, your protein sources. And there are other um, uh, ways of, of getting protein, but those are the um, quickest way. Okay, so I want to. Uh, I have something else here that I want to share with you. Um, how much protein do you eat? We've been talking about that. So, for instance, if you have a, a, a for dinner, you get a cheeseburger. Uh, that's like uh, with a broiled ground beef, uh, half a pound, half pound cooked. Do you know that that's like 52 grams of protein? Just on that cheeseburger, if you got cheese, you got your bun, you have your ketchup, you have your mustard, shredded lettuce, you have a, a sliced tomato. And then if you get French fries. You might get, a, like you were saying, like you have baked beans, two cups of baked beans, which is, wow, 24 grams. And then if you have milk, see, this is a, this is something that you would probably give give to, like, a, a, a child. And you would give them, like, a, some milk, a 2% low fat, which is two cups. Um, you may not give them two cups of milk, but some kids will drink two cups. Uh, that's 16, that's right there, 16 grams of protein, way too much protein. And then in the evening time, um, you know, so and so so by the time by the evening time, if you're not careful, by the time you have your breakfast, by the time you have like a mid morning snack and you may have lunch, which may consist of a ham sandwich or something like that, or by the end of the day, you already consume two hundred and two hundred and three over two hundred grams of protein. That's a lot of protein. So, um, I just wanna tell you just don't you know, be careful of um your protein intake how you're eating and uh what you're eating and then you know you can all you can get your your protein you can get both protein from uh, uh your vegetables that you eat very easily it's easy to get your adequate amount of protein just from from your vegetables that you eat and so um I just want to tell you that I appreciate you uh, listening to me and um and and also for you that you know some some people are vegans and some people you know they don't eat the, there's just different types of of vegans they have a not some people just strict uh, vegans uh, they call vegetarians and they only uh, the, the foods the only foods that they consume is just the plant based foods which is vegetables grains nuts seeds fruits and, and legumes which are beans but see this the, even when those type of people. They don't get enough of vitamin B12, zinc, iron, or calcium, so they have to learn how to uh, substitute and get these uh, supplementation from other things, from other foods that would have these this in it. And so, um, you know, so then you have, you have semi-vegetarians. They're considered as partial vegetarians, and they 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 consume um, um, vegetables, grains, and nuts and fruits. And beans, and sometimes they, some of them might consume seafood, poultry, eggs, and dairy products. But they, they limit or exclude red meat, 
and they also avoid other other kinds of meats. So you know, there's different kinds of, of vegetarians, and uh, you have some vegetarians that just only exclude eggs. Uh, you know, they exclude animal flesh and seafood. Uh, some of them uh, uh, only use fish as a, a source of protein in their diet, and some of them. Um, and then you can have the microbiotic diet. That's a diet that they they take it to the extreme. And if you you know you're on this diet, it's like a vegan type diet, but you become a, a more aggressive, you know, restricting the foods. And then, you know, you become so extreme that you only eat only brown rice and small amounts of water and herbal teas. You have to be really careful with something like that because that could end up, you can end up getting malnourished, malnutrition, and, of course, you could always also end up from dying from that. So I don't recommend that for anyone. And then, you know, we also have people that are called fruitarians. They only eat raw or dried fruits, seeds, nuts, honey, and vegetable oil. And they're very restrictive. And so they have a deficiency in protein, they have a deficiency in calcium, zinc, iron, vitamin B12, uh, riboflavin, and other nutrients because they're not taking in enough of of the healthy um, things that they need. So, you know, uh, this thing, it's a serious thing, you know, especially when we start talking about protein. And you really want to uh, learn how to reduce your health risk for us that are, that are uh, diabetic Remember what I'm saying to you about um, this uh, taking uh, too much of protein because, see, uh, uh, the protein is synthesized. Basically what it's saying, the protein, it turns into, when it goes into the body, it turns into from from, uh, glucose, from fat to glucose, and from glucose, uh, well, it turns from fat to glucose, glucose, you know, so then it's stored in the body. So the fat is stored in the body. And then that's why, you know, you that are eating a lot of protein, you're wondering why that, you you know, you're not losing the weight. You know, you're walking and you're doing the things, you're drinking enough water and you, you're eating, you're eating a lot of protein, you're not really eating a lot of carbohydrates. So I, I would uh, suggest to you that you switch that around, you, you, you turn turn that table and you, you know, start eating more carbohydrates and less protein moderate amounts of protein. You don't have to stop eating protein, but just stop eating the amount, the excessive amount that you are eating. Uh, instead of eating chicken five days a week, maybe you can only eat chicken maybe two days a week. You know, for me, that's going to be really hard because I love chicken, but it's not going to be so hard that uh, it's not going to prevent me from, uh, because I, I remember a couple years ago when I first started going to school that, um, I did change. Uh, I was stopped eating so much. I was sort of almost not eating a lot of meat, and I was eating a whole lot, a lot more vegetables. I wasn't doing a whole lot of walking, but I was kind of sick during that time, and I thought it was a sickness that had caused the rapid weight loss, but it really wasn't. It was because I had really changed. I was eating a lot of nuts and vegetables. I was eating a lot of fruit, and I was eating minimal amounts of meat. And I just I just lost so much weight so quickly. I mean, I think I lost like almost 38 pounds within one month's time. And uh, a lot of people thought that I, you know, was very very sick. I really wasn't. I just had changed my eating habits. Just simple methods that I tried. Simple things that I tried. And now that I've gone to school and I've graduated from that school, I know a lot more about nutrition. And I'm very happy and pleased that I went. And I, I mean, I, it saved my life. And for you that are thinking about it. I would suggest that you go go take a couple of classes. Take some nutritional classes. A lot of people, they're really into exercising a lot, and exercising is, is wonderful for the body. It really is. But when you're doing all that exercising, you really don't know about nutrition and what food is doing to the body. I think that you're doing yourself a disservice. And so we really have to understand uh, the dynamics of, of uh, physical activity as well as nutrition, the health, the nutrition and nutritional value of the food that you're eating and you know, I look, I go on Facebook a lot, and I see a lot of people. They, they're really, they're, to me, they're they're exercise junkies. But when I see the food that they're consuming and what they're eating, their bodies may look healthy on the outside. But I have to stop and wonder and think about. Okay, I see the things that you're consuming, and yes, you have uh, uh, your, you know, your body mass is is not. You're not obese, but yet and still, the food that you're consuming are not healthy, very healthy foods. 
I don't know if, the, if they eat that way all the time or not, but I do see a lot of it on Facebook, and I do see that it's kind of like on a regular basis. And so I will, would really um, wonder about, you know, how healthy they really are. They look healthy, but are they really healthy? Because I could know that you're really not consuming the health food that you really need to be consuming. And so that, um, with saying that, you know, we all have choices, and when we know better, we do better. When we know better, we live better. And so that's just my words. Um, I want to want to uh, just want to share that with you on today. In regards to protein, about are, are you eating too much of protein and the dangers of eating too much of protein? It's really, really dangerous. It's really bad. It's not really. It's not good to eat that much protein at all. It really isn't. And so I told you the three harmful effects of eating proteins. I we address those, and um, and I, I hope that you really, 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 um, really uh, take heed to what I'm saying to you, uh, and that you really um, understand what I'm saying to you. Because, you know, you have to have variety in your life. you got to put variety in your life. And you just, like, when you're eating food, you can't just keep eating the same. You can if you want to, but I don't suggest it. Uh, try different things. Try different cultural foods. And you might find out that you may like it because they do eat different than we Americans eat. They're much more healthier than we are. And a lot of times the things that they're eating, it may not look good to us. It may not sound good. It's like with quinoa. I don't particularly care for quinoa, but I know that quinoa is better for me. It's a good grain. It's an excellent grain. And so I do eat it because I know that it's good for me. I don't particularly care for for turmeric. I don't like the taste of it, but I know that turmeric is very helpful for me. It's very beneficial for me, so I do take it every day, and I make it a point uh, to do that. I make it a priority. So your health has to become a priority to you. You have to be very concerned, and is it a priority to you, or are you just walking around and, and you're thinking that you're okay? Just and Let me explain something to you. Just because you're small doesn't mean that you're healthy. Size is not an indicator, an indication of health and wellness. You, There are very, very people that are very small, and they're very, very ill and very sick. There's a difference between having illness and sickness and disease. And so once you understand what each one of these categories encompasses, then you will be better, more informed. And so I just want to do a recap and just tell you that there's the danger of eating too much protein. Of course, we said, number one, what it causes high blood cholesterol. Number two, uh, bone loss. And number three is kidney disease. And you'll probably be wondering to yourself, how is, how is that possible? You know, I um, I eat eat healthy, and you're eating all this food. You're eating this chicken and all this stuff, and, and you're... Um, having all these disorders that's happening to you, you're having a lot of kidney problems, and you're wondering why. Sometimes the doctor's not going to explain that to you because, see, a lot of times most doctors, when they go to school, they only take one semester of nutrition, which is really not enough for them. They cannot, they're not a nutritionist. So they can't really um, speak to you in regards to that because they don't know enough about nutrition to really put you on a good nutritional, healthy um lifestyle plan. I don't say dieting because it's not a diet. It's a healthy lifestyle change. And so um, they really don't know enough about that uh, to help you. And uh, I just, um, I'm just happy and to tell you that I'm happy that that you logged in on today and that um, that uh, it's just been an awesome time just speaking with you, and uh, I hope that you enjoy the little bit of information that I'm giving to you. I'm not giving you a whole lot of information, but the little bit that I do give to you, it, it's it's enough to help you, to propel you on your journey, uh, to help you uh, start looking at some of the things that you're doing in your own health and how how your health is being affected, and what are you doing in order to to change uh, the things that you're doing, if anything, and what can you do to project a healthier lifestyle? You know, what can you do uh, to help yourself, to um, give yourself a, a better outlook on... Uh, 
what you're really doing and why you're eating the things that you're eating and what causes cause and effect. What is the cause of the things that you're eating? What What is it doing to the body? Is it doing anything to the body? Maybe you're very healthy and you're eating healthy and you don't need this information, but uh, I don't know uh, if, if, if it's something that's helpful for you or not. I would pray that it is, that it's something that you could really use and that um, you'll just take the information that, that that's given to you and that it'll be something that, uh, you could pass on to others, you know, as I'm teaching you and as you're learning that you are definitely passing it on to others and that you're learning from it um, because that's how we learn. We we don't just take things for ourselves and keep it for ourselves. We pass it on to others. And so, as I was stating earlier, watch your protein intake, how much protein you're eating and the amount that you're eating. And remember um, how I told you to... Uh, Calculate the amount of protein that you eat in the calculation that I gave you. Just simply your body weight. If you weigh 150 pounds or 200 pounds, you uh, divide it by 2.2. You will take that total sum of what you've gotten. Now you'll multiply it by 0.8 or 1.8 or 1.7 according to uh, how active you are. If you're sedentary, is 0.8, you'll multiply by that, and that will give you the adequate amount of protein that you need per day, per day. Uh, and so next time, I may be, we may be talking about, uh, I'm going to talk to you about some carbohydrates. I'll talk to you about that later. We'll give you, um, uh, talking about, you know, um, carbohydrates and proteins and why you need carbohydrates more so than, uh, you know, as far as, uh, you know, you want to have a high carb, a low to moderate uh, protein, uh, which is very beneficial for um, diabetics. And so um, just like I said once before, uh, you know, the, uh, we get protein sources from meat, uh, from milk, from legumes, which is beans and nuts, you know. And then so uh, and I, I want to just kind of explain that to you also. So when you take, you get too much of too much of protein in your body, what that does is the protein turns to fat. Fat turns to glucose. Then that glucose is what um, uh, uh, increases your risk of, of, of kidney disease. And so um, then I, there's a there's a, a formula. It's like a, I could I really would like to show that to you, but for me just talking and just telling you how it works. If you I, for me I'm a visual person. And I could really break that down much more for you. I have a, a PowerPoint that I could show you and just show you the um, how um, how this uh, you no know, the liver actually basically what it does is like the liver sends a triglycerides. Uh, it's, it's sent to in which to triglycerides are sent to the liver and it's turned into fat. And so then from there. It's supposed, you know, it's supposed to, and it, it sends a glucose, which is a glucose transport system, which creates your energy. So basically, so that, you know, when the, the liver uh, is basically where the uh, fat metabolism comes from, so because it's turned into, um, the fat is, is used for energy, so liver takes fat and turns the fat, uh, turns the, uh, um, I mean, turns the, um, um, Fat into glucose, Glu- glucose of course, which is sugar, and so you we, we have an accumulation of, of fat in the body. So basically, you know, protein is not good for for you. Too much protein is not good for you. So remember, you want a high carb diet, moderate to low protein um, intake, which is beneficial for for diabetics or just beneficial for us in general. Okay, and so. I would just like to say I thank you on today for listening to me. I wanted to just share that information with you in regards to protein on today. And I know that you're drinking your adequate amount of water. I hope you're drinking enough water to sustain your body weight. We know that each person, uh, same thing as uh, protein and carbohydrates, everything is really, really good according to your body weight. So if I drink um, four glasses of 32-ounce, eight-ounce glasses a day, a fluid that may not be enough according to your body weight. So if you're heavier, you need to drink more water. 
if you're lighter, you may need to drink less water because there, you know, you can also overconsume anything, including water. Water can become toxic to the body if you overconsume it. So, you know, be careful about the amount of water that you're drinking, but making sure that you're drinking adequate amount of water, especially for you that are living in hot climates, humid climates, and especially us that are living here in sunny Arizona. You definitely have to watch your water intake. And so I just say, you know, uh, watch your protein, carbohydrates, and we're going to be talking about fiber. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things. And so I appreciate you you logging in. And uh, if you want to contact me, uh, I'm on Facebook. uh, But then you can also contact me at um, Serious Wellness, P.O. Box 90930, Phoenix, Arizona, 850. Six six. You can also um, contact me per my Facebook, or you can contact me email, which is um, Serious Inc. S E R E O U S I N C at Yahoo dot com. That is my email address. Serious Inc. S E R E O U S I N C at Yahoo dot com. I really don't have a, a website as of yet. I'm be getting one built, but I haven't had opportunity to do that as of yet. And so I do post a lot of uh, health information on my Facebook page as well as serious page. And so it gives you enough information to where there's just simple things that you could take, simple methods uh, to simply just change your lifestyle, uh, things that will help you as you go on about your day, and things that I believe that will help you change some issues that you're dealing with. And so I just say thank you and blessings to you, and you have a beautiful day. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.